Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, the 1st of August. Today we commemorate Joseph of, Arima Joseph of Arimathea. Our readings are Psalm 75 and 76. Judges 5, 19 through 31. Acts 2, 22 through 36 and the Gospel of Matthew 28, 11-20. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Psalm 75 We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Your name is near. People tell of your wondrous deeds. At the set time, Oops, sorry. Yes, at the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters with all its inhabitants, it is I who keep its pillars steady. I say to the 
boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high or speak with insolent neck. For not from the east or from the west and not from the wilderness comes lifting up. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of God there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed. God will pour a draught from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will rejoice forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Psalm 76 In Judah God is known. God's name is great in Israel. God's abode has been established in Salem, God's dwelling place in Zion. There God broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the everlasting mountains. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. None of the troops was able to lift a hand. It's your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. But you indeed are awesome. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you uttered judgment. The earth feared and was still when God rose up to establish judgment, to save all the oppressed of the earth. Human wrath serves only to praise you when you bind the last bit of your wrath around you. Make vows to God and perform them. Let all who are around God bring gifts to the one who is awesome, who cuts off the spirit of princes, who inspires fear in the rulers of the earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Judges, chapter 5, verses 19 through 31. The kings came... They fought. They fought the kings of Canaan at Tunuk by the waters of Megiddo. They got no spoils of silver. The stars fought from heaven. From their courses they fought against Sisera. The torrent Kishon swept them away. The onrushing torrent, the torrent Kishon. March on, my soul, with might. Then loud beat the horse's hooves with the galloping, galloping of his steeds. Curse Miraz, says the angel of God. Curse bitterly its inhabitants, because they did not come to the help of God, to the help of God against the mighty. Most blessed of women be Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, of tent-dwelling women most blessed. He asked water, and she gave him milk. She brought him curds in a lordly bowl. She put her hand to the tent peg and her right hand to the workman's mallet. She struck Caesarea a blow. She crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple. He sank, he fell. He lay still at her feet. At her feet he sank, he fell. Where he sank, there he fell dead. Out of the window she peered. The mother of Caesarea gazed through the lattice. Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the hoofbeats of his chariots? 
Her wisest ladies make answer. Indeed, she answers the question herself. Are they not finding and dividing the spoil? A girl or two for every man. A spoil of dyed stuffs for Cesara. Spoil of dyed stuffs embroidered. Two pieces of dyed work embroidered for my neck as spoil. So perish all your enemies, O God. But may your friends be like the sun as it rises in its might. And the land had rest for forty years. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle D, a song of the wilderness. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of God, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts, chapter 2, verses 22 through 36. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know. This man handed over to you, according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held by its power. For David says concerning him, I saw God always before me. God is at my right hand so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on the throne. For seeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from God the Creator the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you both see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, God said to me, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. 
Therefore, let the whole house of Israel know with certainty that God has made Christ both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength in the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it, for the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stands, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 28, verses 11 through 20. While they were going, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled with the elders, they devised a plan to give a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You must say, His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story is still told among the Jews to this day. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which, to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Creator and of the Incarnate and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll use Suffragist Set A on page 97 of the Book of Common Prayer. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. A Collect for Saturdays Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures, grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. As I read through our readings today, what kept coming to mind is the idea that <clears throat> the victor writes the history, you know, I'm, I'm reading the psalmist writing in praise of what God has done and, and in judges recounting the battle and the death of Caesarea. And then We got to the gospel, and in the gospel we have this peace. Well, I should say, too, also in Acts, the recounting of the story. And, and storytelling has been, it's so, it's so important. It's been on my mind. It's even been in, in the politics podcast that I, that I listen to where they were talking about um, the emotional appeal of a personal story. You know, when we can put a, a face to a news story, um, which is why so often news stories become anecdotal, you know, focused on 
often, unfortunately, the one outlier, but focus on one person is representative of that cause and their particular story. We're then better able to empathize. It's hard to empathize with the general, right? But we empathize with the specific. So storytelling is important. And speaking of empathizing, it's, it's so interesting that Cesara's mother and the Canaanite women so completely are depicted as totally dehumanizing the the Israelite, the enemy women, that word when they when they talk about where could Cesara be? Oh, well, he must be dividing the spoils. And they say one or two girls for every man literally translated that's uterus. So objectifying women, one or two uteruses for every man. And and the the barbaric war custom was that they would be taken as sex slaves. Now this is the Israelite imagining the stories that they're telling, right? And the story that the Israelites are telling is that in her arrogance, she fully expected her son to come back and he didn't. And she looked with disdain on the enemy. And, you know, we've been at war for a very long time. And it's very easy to dehumanize. It's actually, it's a tactic, right? To dehumanize the enemy. So part of our storytelling, in order to make ourselves the victors, and then in order to justify our actions, involves dehumanizing. I kind of want to put a pin in that for a second because I don't, I know that's not Christ's message, dehumanizing. So now I want to go where I was about to go a minute ago to the Gospels. So here is this story of the resurrection. And yet the chief priests and the elders devise a plan to tell a different story, to tell a lie. And they pay the soldiers to lie and say that Jesus' disciples came and stole his body while they slept. So a counter story to the resurrection. And I think that's really important because often where there is a story of truth, there will be a counter story. And it gets very confusing, especially when here, these are people that, that would have been trusted, the chief priests and the elders, right, in their community. So what happens when the stories that are being told by your community can't be trusted? And I think the only answer is discernment, the discernment of God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So I pray that we may have that guidance. At least equally important, if not more important, I think, is that we must be brave enough to tell stories of truth. The priests and the elders 
felt their way of life threatened and they were so afraid. So again, as we've talked about before, operating from a place of fear and perceived scarcity, that they made up this lie to preserve themselves. And in doing that, this lying story was an impediment to belief. They put a roadblock in the way of their own people whom they should have been fighting for, not against, right? Believing the truth, seeing salvation, knowing Christ. And so I think we have to move from this place of fear and self-preservation into a trust in God. And I think that even more than is it true or is it not true, because everybody's perception of truth can be different. You and I can experience the exact same thing at the same time. We can be in the room for the event. And because we are different people, we'll be affected differently. And so we will tell the story differently. And our truth becomes different. So I think there's an essential question here. And it's the question that all spiritual directors love to ask. Does this take you toward or away from God? Does this take you toward or away from love? And sometimes love is hard. And sometimes stories take a lot of bravery. And I think that there are some ugly stories that need to be told. There are some truths that we need to face about the realities of our country's inception and progress and the atrocities that we committed as a country, as a culture to empower ourselves and to stay in power. So yes, we are kind of the chief priests and the Pharisees in this corollary. So we need to have some bravery to look at the stories and to tell them not in the way that benefits us, but in the way that benefits the movement of our entire national community toward love, toward God, toward inclusion. So when I say toward love and truth that does not mean blowing sunshine for lack of a better way to put it we do need to pull back the curtain I was I was speaking with a family member the other day about how damaging it was in our family um, that truth was often the, the expression we use is swept under the rug so that the status quo could continue because nobody really wanted to face 
some of the stuff that was really going on. And I think it's that way with our history. We need to go back and we need to be truthful storytellers and we need to hold that intention with not being gratuitous or graphic because the intent isn't to horrify, although there is much that is horrifying about it. The intent is to reveal and to move forward. We're not, we don't want to go back and get stuck in that history that honestly we, we are stuck in right now. The intent is freedom from it, not to be further enmeshed in it. I hope that's making some kind of sense that we need to tell the truth for the purpose of healing and moving forward. And so right now it's really important which stories we choose to share and it all comes back to for what purpose is the purpose for healing and yes and it must be used for that just like the bible has been misused to hurt people if we are using our history to hurt enslave or wound we are misusing it. The intent must be love, freedom, and healing. And the perpetrators of atrocity, I know this is so hard, it's so hard for me too, need healing just as much as the victims. I know that's hard. Trust me, I know. I don't think we rate atrocities, but I don't say it without having experienced atrocities of my own in my personal life and having my own perpetrators, then I must accept need healing. But that's, that's the way we break the cycle because otherwise victims become perpetrators and then we have this whole ongoing spiral of desolation. So may we have may we have love to tell stories of truth with the purpose of healing and transformation. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, all this I pray. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.